This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to The Alter Tapes. It's a weekly podcast where we watch a new Alter short, and we've got a rotating roster of co-hosts. I'm Joe Lipset, and today I'm joined by Marco Estes. Hi, Mark. Hey, what's up, Joe? How you been? I've been great. Yeah, you and I haven't talked in a hot second, and we're here to talk about a weird-ass short. Yes, I I just fell in love with it because it was so weird. <laughs> yeah i i usually try to stay off the queer shorts because trace and i have either already covered it or we will cover it but i haven't watched this one in a couple of years so i was actually pretty happy to revisit it and talk about it with you yeah i was shocked that i didn't even know that this short existed until um it came up on my schedule actually on my twitter not twitter but youtube feed and i was like Mm -hmm, oh mm -hmm. Right on time. <laughs> oh, right on time for Pride. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let me check it out. And there it was. There we go. So, folks, we're talking about Tonight It's You. It's a 2016 short by Dominic Haxton. And I'll just read the logline in case people haven't had a chance to watch it. But, spoiler alert, I think you should. Mm-hmm. And the logline is, when CJ, who is played by Jake Robbins, uh, meets up with his dating app hookup, Hunter, who is played by Ian Lurch, he encounters something much more sinister than he could ever imagine. So, Mark, we are in the area of bad gay hookup stories. Yes, and this is something that I kind of identify with and one of the reasons why mm-hmm. i deleted all of them off my um app so off oh, my no. phone yeah i just got rid <laughs> of all of them because they could be scary and you don't know what you're getting yourself into so this was right. one that i could identify with <laughs> yeah i mean i think one of the things that's specific about the short is that it's very clearly set somewhere in the bible belt right like Mm -hmm. when cj is on his way to his date he's changing through different radio stations and we can hear it's either preaching or it's you know different variations on a kind of religion sin blah 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 that kind of stuff so you kind of get the sense that we're not maybe in the best place for the gays at the best of times yes at all um i it just looked to me he was heading towards his death i mean i'm just being honest with you (laughs) because it just that is a red flag like we was changing the radio stations it was like red flag red flag i am Mm -hmm. not in Kansas anymore, <laughs> or I am in Kansas. I'm not in <laughs> or Oz you are anymore. In Kansas, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Or you are in Kansas, but you're not in Oz anymore, Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you make of this when he first arrives and the guy is shady, and you're kind of like, all right, well, it's probably just somebody who's closeted, right? Because the picture. Right 
is a headless torso, which anybody who's ever been on Grinder, or in this case, uh, what do they call it? Guy Spy. That's the app in the short, which yes. I, really, I really loved. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was scary because when he shows up and I'm like, okay, first of all, we had the radio um, channels. We had the radio stations. Then we turn around and so we that's had one red flag. <laughs> one red flag. You pull up and it looks like it's... Uh, trailer park but it's like a solo not a trailer park but it's just like only one trailer in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. red flag number two then the guy says meet me in this shed i'm like okay and and there is an explanation right like this is what is clearly a kind of closeted younger man i didn't get the impression it's an underage hookup but -hmm. this boy does look younger and after we get down he very clearly is shown to be living with his parents. And the parents, uh, if you look at the IMDb slash letterbox description, the older man is literally listed as Preacher, played by Roy Allen. And the woman is Preacher's wife, played by Ellie Schwartz. So like, this is a young man who is living a closeted religious life. Yes. And the thing that threw me from that, because after we um, discovered that he is, we can tell he's like, you no, know, inexperienced and he's very nervous. Mm-hmm. And this right. seems like it's all new to it's, well, it can be all new to him because he has this app. <laughs> but I'm just saying it just when <laughs> it just seemed like if they were religious, then what was up with the graffiti on the in the shed? You know, like what was up with that? Oh, yeah i mean that that's a red flag of a different sort right like i read an interview with the writer director dominic haxton and he said one of the things he wanted you to do was think oh the short here is going to be about the hookup right as you said it's red flags it's a dangerous thing this guy's probably going to get murdered by this other dude and then it takes a left turn like a hard left and all of a sudden we're into supernatural possession exorcism demon territory right right and i was just trying to figure out like so if there's religious as they are like the parents and the the guess the neighbors or the church people mm-hmm. i'm like it seems to me because i'm a country boy it seems to me that that shed was been burnt down i mean it's just that's just me <laughs> like, like you know just burn it get down. rid of it get rid of it but um in terms of the hookup itself and the the dynamic between the I guess the experienced and the inexperienced because if mm-hmm. initially I thought that CJ was going to be the uh, predator or some sort, you right. know, like, because I'm like, he's clearly not bothered by all these red flags, like these, this radio station, right. the area they're doing this stuff in and all this. And I'm thinking, Oh, this kid he just wants to fuck. Right? He just wants to fuck. Right. And he's like, the kid's like, Oh, well, um, I'm not familiar. I don't do drugs. And he's like, Oh, we're going to have a great time. Like, you know, just, just Ooh. calm down. Also but, doing meth before you hook up. Like this is a whole different kind of hookup now. Exactly. Exactly. And then the the fact that the kid bit him as he, um, well, I won't say kid, but as the young guy mm. bit him when he tried to kiss him and stuff, it's like, oh, you are super inexperienced. And he was yeah. still okay with it. Cause you know, most people yeah. will be like, okay, you don't know what you're doing. I'm finna go. <laughs> you know, they're probably right. ready to dip right then. But he was like, I guess he was just, you know, gung ho on, you know, getting this hookup. 
Well, do you think it's also because he had to drive so far? Like, I've heard stories from friends, because I've, I've never done the kind of anonymous hookup thing. But I've heard from friends that it's like, you know, you spend all this time kind of setting it up, you get to the person's house, they open their door, they don't look anything like their picture, which is literally a line in this short. And you're just like, well, fuck, you basically catfished me. But now that I'm here, we both want to fuck, so I guess we're just going to get down to it regardless. Like, they're kind of banking on the fact that, well, it took you a while to get here, and now you're here, so you might as well just kind of do it. Yes, and I've experienced it on both ends. Um, okay. Basically, uh, like I said, when the guy was like, he drove all the way there, and I've literally had, you know, that um, line, and I somebody told me, you don't like your picture, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. I, and I actually said the line that the kids said, like, well, it is me, you know, as you can clearly tell. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> right. And they were probably looking on the statue like, you know, oh, you're you're not as tall as I mm. thought you would be. And it's more along the lines of something like, something like that. But right. um, I've also came across people who would send me like a 15-year-old picture. And right. I get over there and they're like, okay, yeah, this is me and da, da, da. And like you said the, the back in the year 2000 <laughs> exactly like this is you back in circa 2003 um, when i was in college but uh, and you were probably doing god knows what but he i mean i'm just not trying to put my business out there but it does get like that where sometimes you'd be like oh you might as well just go ahead and just you know take care of the situation i've never mm-hmm. had anybody just be like okay i'm out i've never had that happen to me right however yeah I've had people who sometimes you probably get surprised. And I think that's what the guy mm-hmm. did in this this short here. He got surprised that he really enjoyed this. And then you have some people who were like, as soon as they're done, okay, thank you. That was nice. And mm-hmm. catch you around, and you know, and goodbye, <laughs> you know. So if you see him at a circuit party or some other type of function with a friend of yours, be like, oh, do I remember you? That <laughs> that's <guy>. a horrible... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but i thought the guy enjoyed it because not only did he actually sit behind and just like you know chill he mm-hmm. he sparked up another blunt it was like you know i'm just gonna chill and i'm like right this is a situation where you actually get up and leave because right. <laughs> you're in the middle of nowhere <laughs> like this was fun I'm, I'm not gonna lie i mean i i'm gonna give full credit to haxton because the way that the sex is shot yes. is like very hot. It's very yes. erotic. These two boys in motion, you know, part of me was dying inside because I'm thinking, I don't want to fuck on hay. That seems like it'd be really <laughs> uncomfortable. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. I was like, oh God. Because I think that was something I was looking at too. One of the reasons why I picked it was because of the cinematography and it was just so mm-hmm. fluid. You know, just everything was just so fluid. It flowed. It wasn't, it went from being an awkward situation to just something really gorgeous and beautiful right? exactly and that's something that we rarely see i'm well i'm i rarely see it rather in mm-hmm. um movies that are not about like you know a coming out narrative or something like that um it's just like oh this is bad and let me get up out of here and blah 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 but he did it really mm-hmm. well you saw the tats on the guys and stuff like that and uh cj's tat <laughs> was very interesting i think it said um i've I tried to write down what it said but i couldn't get the last word in but it mm-hmm. was like it was interesting and it seemed like they you know 
were okay with each other. I don't know if they had a um intimacy uh, intimacy coach on set, but right. if they mm, did, probably it not. You don't think so? Oh. Not not in 2016. I feel like that's still oh. a very contemporary recent thing. And also, I don't know if they would do it for a short. I mean, hopefully. Oh a good director is going to be touching base with his actors, right. their actors, and just saying, you know, like, do you feel comfortable with this? Like, hopefully we're having more of a closed set if there's even more than a couple people working on it. But I mean, the reality is when you're making a short, it's probably a couple of days because you have so little money and a ton of setups. And I don't know. I mean, th this is one of those things where I kind of talk out of my ass. Like, I've seen a bunch of movies, but I've never been on a movie set. So I don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, whatever. I mean, you were right on that. I just feel that it just went really well. I think that was mm -hmm. one of the favorite parts of the short, aside from when everything went left. <laughs> because it was just like, I've actually been in a situation like that where you go and meet up with a closeted guy and mm -hmm. not where somebody comes get ready to like find us but more along mm -hmm. the lines of okay we're done make sure that you don't make any noise to wake somebody up or right i mean that is terrifying because yeah. you don't know what you're getting yourself into and especially if the person lies to you and be like oh i'm single or this this and that and mm -hmm. i have a air quote roommate and then sure. you turn out to find out their roommate is either a significant other or you know just anything and so you just be like okay now i've the afterglow has been shattered mm -hmm. and i'm ready to get up out of here and not get killed <laughs> you know what i'm saying or get shot in or something so honestly which is so wild right because even just showing up and meeting the person not really knowing anything about them like to me, the fact that you don't know the head, you know, this, this guy's handle is tonight it's you, which is, you know, sexy and also threatening. So kudos yeah. on the title. <laughs> but, you know, there's something exciting about this. And I think that's one of the reasons why we as gay men like to do it, right? You know, it's it's intimate and exciting, but also a little bit dangerous because you don't really know what you're getting into, but you're hoping for a literal happy ending. But then right. the short and sometimes real life reverts back to red flag danger territory. Only there's no happy ending coming because it's not about the sex anymore. It's about literally getting away before the situation turns deadly or dangerous. Right. And I think that's like you said, some people get off on that danger. Um, mm -hmm. And let's just say I've outgrown it really quickly. <laughs> You get a little older, you're like, nope, it's not for me anymore. Yes, I was like still in college and I'm like, look, if I don't want to deal with this anymore, because I've been mm -hmm. in sketchy situations where I did not have the have a ride. You know, I right. probably took this was pre Uber, y'all. So I took a taxi in certain places and stuff like that and mm -hmm. got to the location and was like. I'm going to die. <laughs> was it a shed? Mark, was it a shed? It wasn't a shed. It was this guy. It was just, just a quick note. I'm not trying to just take go left with it, but just a quick situation where I met this mm -hmm. guy who said that he was, you know, looking for, you know, somebody to hang out with and to fool around. Sure. He was curious. I got to his house and this guy was doing, I don't know, he was doing shrooms or something. It was a mixture of shrooms, meth, and something else. And he was okay. playing... Um, fear and loathing in Las Vegas on loop. 
So okay, so exactly. Like, okay, this guy's he's quite. <laughs> so this guy's partying a little bit, but it's like you know, okay, we we can fool around still. This is fine. He was just high off his ass, and I was over there for six hours. Wow. And. Joe, we never did a damn thing. And he was oh, just talking the entire time. But I was scared because I'm like, I'm in a new city. I don't know where the hell mm-hmm. I'm at. Um, He sit for me and now I'm here. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I guess I'll go ahead and leave. And they're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I'm not ready for you to go yet. And I'm like, oh, God, you're not ready for me to go yet. That means that I'm like, oh, God, please. Am I stuck here? Am How am I, I going to get here? out of here? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just that type of adventuring is not has mm-hmm. never played well with me. So it's like if I don't have my own car, or if I'm not in an area where I can easily call somebody and be like, "Hey, come pick me up" or something like that. Right? No, no. So that's a part of our culture that I just don't understand. Even when I was like 22 or something like this, like I tried it once and I didn't like it, and yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the sex is cinematic worthy like we see in this short. But even then, like, I had a friend who actively told me after the hookup, the person said, I think I hear something. I think they lived with their parents. Oh, no. But they they basically told my friend, okay, you can't go back through the house. Like, you know, we snuck you in. We got lucky. We managed to fool around. Yay. But also, I need you to go out the window of the second story. Uh-uh. And like climb down off the roof. And it's like, that sounds like movie shenanigans. I'm not interested in living in the movies. Like, it should not right. be this hard to get a little bit of dick. Right. It should not. And it's like with people, but people love this shit. I love, I, mean, oh, I hear people yeah. talk about it all the time, like, the drama, oh, but then this the part risk. and this part. And it's like, mm-hmm. but was it worth it? <laughs> Are you sure that you're not just addicted to, like, the adrenaline and the rush? Like, because there's got to be easier ways to do this. Exactly. And <laughs> I I just feel like when once he got done and the guy came outside, was, like, calling his name. And the, and the, mm-hmm. and the, young, the young guy's just sitting there, like, his mind is blown. Like, uh, yeah, uh, don't make any noise because he can hear you. And it's like, but who is it? It's like, don't worry about who it is. When you start hearing somebody calling for his name, that's when you still should have started quietly putting your clothes on mm-hmm. and being ready for either a confrontation or to run. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> clearly this dude you're sitting here, he's in a whole other world right now. You'd have blown his mind out. And now it's just like, okay, now I'm in the middle of nowhere. And this looks like it might be shotgun country. So it's like, you know... Mm. He can do you no know, what to call it long range shooting or something like that. Get up and right. go. Get up and go. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that you say it that way. That kind of younger guy looks blissed out because to me, this is the point in the short where the tables start to turn. Right? Like right. CJ's very confident. He's cocky. Yeah, he's maybe adrenaline junkie, sex hookup guy. But then after the sex. All of a sudden, Hunter is super chill. Like, he's not worried about this at all, Mm -hmm. which either leads me to believe he has maybe done this with other guys before or he's been preparing for this. Because, of course, what we're about to discover is that 
he is possessed by some kind of demon or spirit like his parents are actively about to perform an exorcist on him now you know we can have the conversation about what is the short saying about queerness because I remember when Trace and I covered this on Horror Queers, we had a back and forth about whether we liked this because all of a sudden you are actively conflating queerness with a demon, Mm -hmm. right? Like he's seducing men, bringing them out here, but it's because, you know, he wants to fuck around. But a couple of years later, part of me kind of likes it like here's this sly twinkie demon kid who is like yeah i'm actively soliciting men to come out to the farm so that we can fuck in front of my parents (laughs) and then when they try to perform an exorcist on me my lover frees me and i just murder them all religious bigotry fuck you so i i've actually totally flipped on the ending that's one of the reasons why i picked it was because of the religious undertone because i was gonna say initially when i saw the kid when i don't like the kid when the guy goes back in the house and the dad's <laughs> like you know um he's doing all the you know yelling and stuff like that and cj's right. trying to leave and then you're like because the dad asks, don't you love me and i was mm-hmm. like what type of fucking question is that it's like are you molesting him or something like that? Like what that was just weird mm-hmm. to me for you to ask your son something like that and then send him back in the house because he's misbehaving or something like that. And then when we get in but the it's house because he's a preacher, he's conflating himself to the Lord, right? So it's like right. you need to love your father because you need to love our father capital F. Right. Right. And I but you know, if initially when I get when he got in the house and like you said, when they started performing the exorcism, I was like, oh, no. Because like you said, I go. thought they were going to go that, definitely go with that whole demonic, like, you know, gay is bad or, you know, gay, gay is, is evil. Yeah. Gay is demon mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And or the, how they do it um, with the memes this year, Pride Month, and they went down and said <laughs> demon. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. And next thing you know, the kids actually possessed. I'm like, well, that was a fucking hmm. twist. And I'm like, holy right. shit. And so I'm like, CJ, why did you go in the house? There's a lot of land for you to sit there and go hide <laughs> in, but why she have to go inside the house? So he's in the house and he's looking and seeing all this stuff happening and the guy starts changing his faces and stuff. Right. And at that point, I would have fucking flipped oh, the hell yeah. out. <laughs> like, I don't care how good the sex was. But, but here's the thing. I mean, I do believe that CJ... However kind of nonchalant, like, laissez-faire he is, kind of cocky guy, I do appreciate that when he's worried for this kid, who is obviously inexperienced and possibly being abused by his parents, I do appreciate that he goes in and he tries to help them. And then it just so happens that the kid that he thinks is helping is actually possessed. And it's like, oh, okay, an interesting plot twist. And he's still, I mean, he left, but at the same time, it's like, uh, at the same time, I was shocked that he actually stayed once he got mm-hmm. to a certain level. Right. Where he could, you know, get out, but he stayed. He stayed. And then it, until everything went demonic, he was trying to get the hell out. But... Well, I think he was just so concerned, like he he didn't know exactly what was going on. And I think he was like, uh, these people could try to murder me if I don't managed to get by them so i think he thought it was safer to stay 
Could be, could be, could be. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I believe so too, because again, at the same time, being in the closet, it was just like, you're witnessing all this stuff. And then when the ladies mm-hmm. heard him, I was like, oh God, <laughs> oh God's for the turn left. And then even, even further left. But then I guess that's when Hunter was like, you know what? I'm tired of putting this on. Dude. <laughs> right. Because I mean, it was too good. It was too good. I guess it was more along along lines of that, you know, uh how you say mm-hmm. it? I'm not gonna get anything else like this ever again. So I need to make sure to protect <laughs> right. say both of us. You know, I found the strength within myself to sit here and like really take you guys out because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they probably call themselves performing something on him beforehand and he probably right. was like uh, how uh, just doing it to just I guess appease him because he had no mm-hmm. other outlet, but seeing like this is some good shit, you know, and I'm gonna go right. out there and risk everything to go and get with it, you know. So it's the power of gay sex has basically confirmed to this kid, I don't need to be abused by religious bigots. I'm gonna kill them and I'm gonna live my own life, even when my lover is like, "Holy shit, I need to get the fuck out of here." I'm gonna go back to my <laughs> shitty pad and, you know, hang out by the pool and just smoke. I'm gonna track him down because we're gonna start a life together. <laughs> start a life together. And did you? Because at first, I actually thought that CJ he was, was there possessed. to kill him. Well, no, I thought because we had the with the biting of the lip. And then, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when he got out, and CJ and him like saw each other like with demon face, and he jumped on CJ. It kind of reminded me of um, the scene oh. in Evil Dead twenty um, twenty thirteen where um, right. Mia possesses um, what well, don't possess, but she kind of throws up on right, Olivia, right, right, right. and she gets possessed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna possess too, and so. That is a great reference, yes, because those shots are almost identical. Yes, and even down to the drool from the, from the mouth and everything, it was like, oh, God, ah. Oh, I was like, oh, it's all in his mouth. Oh, I was like, oh, God. And then so when it's he funny got because the they, they've just had sex in a disgusting shed with hay, and we're like, ew, no, not drool. <laughs> Yo, hey, some people be sitting in, I've heard worse. I guess about was like, I guess CJ, excuse me, was like, I've been in worse places. Like, this is nothing. <laughs> At least you, I'm not sir? on the ground. <laughs> I'm pretty sure CJ's been in worse places. I'm pretty sure. Because, I mean, look at the backyard where he was sitting there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's probably right. banging somebody out there, too. It's like, you know. He's a little hard up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. You know what? I agree with you. I do think that there's a strong case to be made that now CJ is a, is possessed at the end of this short. So does that mean that you think Hunter is not there at all like he's just hallucinating he's seeing things because he's possessed or do you still think hunter comes for him at the end it could be a combination of both like you know okay. when you sire somebody and you can just mm, easily sit there mm-hmm. and figure out where they're at because i mean cj went to that spot where he's at because we both established at the beginning that this was the middle of nowhere you know right. and how in the hell could you find your way back to right. cj and it's daylight and you sit there not only managed to find yourself to civilization after all of that but you managed to go to the source of you know the sex i guess i don't know if the sex Mm -hmm. was just a strong indicator like yo i can smell where you at so let me go and just find you right quick or it's just been like we share blood so i was able to like track you because you're my progeny now or something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah exactly and I don't know. It's just, I guess there's a lot of stuff you can go into that with. Cause I, 
I was told when I first came out to somebody that your first will never be um you know you'll never stay with your first. But okay. I mm-hmm. feel like that this is maybe a twist on that because who's to sit there and say that CJ was his first or right. maybe um because if this happened beforehand, I'm pretty sure that Hunter probably would have been a he little wouldn't... bit more yeah, like he wouldn't have that relationship with his parents. So you're right. You know, the more we talk through it, the more I do think this was probably his first experience. You know, like he probably downloaded the app for the very first time. CJ was the guy who responded, hence the bad kiss. But, you know, hey, he's got great natural instincts when it comes to fucking, apparently. Good for mm-hmm. him. Right. Because it's like, I swear to God, I look like both of them like, was a complete ecstasy because you can tell when somebody is like i'm just trying to get this nut right quick and you right. know I, i'm just you know it's just like <laughs> oh i'm just trying God, to get this Mark. right quick i'm just being real you know uh, somebody's probably like you know i'm just trying to get this right quick and then it's like a, there's a you know a specific face of ecstasy mm-hmm. where you're enjoying the experience you're and the so person you're it. with yeah. right mm-hmm. and then it's in another there's another way you can look at it like I'm just trying to get this out the way. Okay, boom, boom, I'm done. Okay, mm-hmm. are you good? Okay, good. Well, I'm going to go ahead yeah. and leave. But it was it seemed like he <laughs> was just like, I don't know. I guess he lowered the expectations and now he came out of it like, because again, anybody, I'm not going to say anybody else. I'm not going to say that. Majority of people who are into the hookup mm-hmm. culture tend to be like, okay, I'm out either right. 10 to 15 minutes after everything is done and he was just in chill mode absolutely know, so. yeah it's a wham bam thank you sir situation right <laughs> yeah okay so it sounds like you ended up really really enjoying the short yeah i did um i'm so glad that i had the opportunity to watch it because like I said, I do follow Alter or Alter. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it because I'm country. I follow Alter. It. It's on, Alter. Yeah. It's Alter. Okay. I follow it on YouTube and I come across a few shorts and I'll watch them sometimes. The problem is I sometimes get a couple of them mixed up with the, not FearNet, but I forget what it's, Crip, Crip, um, Crip TV stuff. Cause right, right. I, yeah. mm-hmm. But it just seems like these are more... I find them to be more polished. Like every once in a while, you'll get a couple that are sort of rough around the edges. Maybe they didn't have quite the same budget or they don't have quite the same acting talent. But Alter, I do find it's kind of like the cream of the crop in horror shorts. Right. Because they have a lot of good ones that I sometimes pop up. And this one just so happened to pop up in Mm -hmm. Pride Month. And the funny thing is, I don't know if you watch the full thing because i thought no until you mentioned it to me that this was a new anthology thing and i was like you said oh no these are these came out earlier i said oh so they packaged them together and i think it's interesting because i watched this through the pride all day i think it's called pride all the time Mm -hmm. and there was two other shorts um that bookcased this one and all of them had something to do with the religious theme and Mm -hmm. that's what threw me because i was like i thought this was brand new this was like something that they just did you know recently and then watching it again i realized that this short came out back in 2016 so i was like Mm -hmm. oh okay okay cool so um but i'm glad that i watched it i'm glad i picked it 
it's an interesting approach because obviously they have a huge subscription base like people who just like you said you know oh i follow the channel i just kind of watch things as they pop up but then i think they they recognize there's an opportunity to package it almost like a mini movie so if Mm. you wanted to do a programming block like here we'll throw you a queer horror set or you know they've got a bunch of like kind of like-minded sci-fi ones and so on and i find that that's really helpful if you're not entirely sure what you want to watch because they have so many movies that you could just scroll forever and they have a Mm. tendency to put like the ones with the really high view count up top so it's either like brand new short or the one that has you know 13 million views and you're like yeah i watched that one ages ago like where where are some of the the hidden gem ones right right they're so short and you know sweet it's kind of like with me with reading, you know, we're both heavy readers and I like a good short story. I can sit there, just dive mm-hmm. into and get, yeah. a, get a quick chill. And then, you know, like, okay, that, that scratched the spot, you know, and just right. be like, ah, and then know. close it and walk away, go do some. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, fun times. Okay. Yes. Well, Mark, if people want to talk more about tonight, it's you or, you know, <laughs> any of your, scary sounding hookup stories how would they uh how would they get in touch with you uh you can find me on twitter at the anti-critic and you can also follow me on instagram at marco estes all one word or midnight social distortion all one word or you can listen to my podcast which i i do dive to some of those Horrible hookup stories. Uh, <laughs> Midnight Social Distortion. I'm on hiatus right now, but I'm planning to like do a bank of shows for the fall Halloween season. So you can check me out there. And Scream Kings with Tamon Kane, Bobby Torres, and Mike Brown. Excellent. Okay. My gosh, you got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And if people want to get a hold of me, you can do so at B Stole My Remote. And that's the letter B. And finally, we'll just give a quick shout out to the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network, which of course hosts the show. So there's a bunch of other shows on the other feed if you want to listen to things like Bodies of Horror or Sexy and Surreal or such sites to show. Tons of different things. But uh, yeah, you know, Alter is special. So it gets its own dedicated feed. But, uh, Mark, this has been fun. We will be back next week with a new short. It may not be you and I. It'll probably be some other combination of the hosts. But uh, thanks for chatting tonight. It's you with me. Thank you for having me, Joe. And I cannot wait to come back to chat more. Excellent. Yes, because now that you're a co-host, we'll be hearing you a lot more frequently. Yes, God. (laughs) (laughs) Scream Pod Squad.